Babe, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Pick your boner with me. I mean, your bone with me. <laughs> Go ahead. My boner, not yours. No. <laughs> you can pick at my boner anytime, too. Yeah. Um, but I, I need Ray here. So I need you to call him for me. You made a call Ray right call now? Call Ray. All right. Let me pause recording while I call Ray. Don't worry, I got my pants off already. <laughs> Sweet. We're not recording yet. <laughs> yeah, I already. I started recording. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. What's up, buddy? This is where you do the thing. Hi. Yeah. How are you? Oh, good. Just hanging out, watching some TV. Hanging out with your wing out? Yeah, you know it. He said he already got his pants off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so Jean, Jean, I don't know what's happening here. Jean just says she has a bone to pick with me, and she needs you here. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think you two are plotting. Fucking always plotting. Okay, well, all right, hold on. I'm going to try to call somebody else. So hold on. Oh, shit. Now Stand what's going on? It's going to be great. See if this how this works. Phone's ringing. I don't know. What the suspense? It's the drama. <laughs> Hello. Hi. This is Jean. Hello. Hey, Jean. How are you? Good. Jason, do you know who this is? I recognize the voice. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Let me get the camera ready. Let me get the camera ready. Okay. Go ahead and uh, be surprised, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good enough. Um, (laughs) Okay. So um, just so you know, I also have Ray on Jason's speakerphone. So for uh, for uh, for those of you listening, this is Haley, who is one of Jason's very good friends, <laughs> who uh, Jason has just been telling various stories, um, various versions of a story. It's the same story. I just okay. They're very different versions. Even Ray on the last podcast you told was like, wait, I thought this happened. And you were like, oh, see, so he's drinking the whiskey already. Um, well, that's the problem. <laughs> Every time we talk about this, it's during a podcast. And fuck I'm fucking you, drinking. Fuck you. And after we talked, I was a little bit nervous because I was like, I could have blocked some things out. So Jason may be right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we're really going to have to compare notes on this one. That would be uh, that would be just fine. Okay. <laughs> what, Haley, do you mind telling um, telling your story? Or I can tell Jason's various versions of the story, and then you can tell us what you think is correct and not correct. Okay, I would like to hear Jason's interpretations of this story. <laughs> okay, Jason, do you want to tell or do you want me no, to no, tell? No, no, you go ahead. Okay. You go ahead. So the first, Your memory is clearly better than mine. My memory is much better than yours. <laughs> so the first version of the story was, you know, that... Um, you had you were going to see this individual who actually Jason met up with you first because you weren't sure if you wanted to like actually spend any time with this particular person and so he was kind of like your uh what's the word for that Jason buffer buffer wingman no I think buffer is a better a word <laughs> I, Haley I don't think you need a wingman <laughs> you didn't need any help scoring with this guy you needed help deciding if you wanted to that's that's buffer yeah so um so when you decided it was okay you were gonna do okay without him there later on you told him the version I heard was that you came around the corner and found him sniffing your panties and uh, that all you could think about after that period of time was this guy just always like going through my laundry and sniffing my panties and so you at that point asked him to leave. Um, The next time I heard Jason tell this story which was when Ray was present um, he told a similar he basically said the same thing that you'd come around the corner and found this guy sniffing your panties and then Ray, because he's a dude, was like, well, did she fuck him? And Ray and Jason was like, I don't know. I think so. And I was like, hold on a second. This is not the version of the story that I heard. So then we were like, oh, what really happened? And we, you know, we didn't know. We kind of left at that. Well, then most recently, like a week ago, 
Jason was telling this story. I don't know why. I, I hope you're okay. I hope you guys are still friends after hearing <laughs> that. Jason likes to tell this story about your panty sniffer. That, um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything Jason could do to make me not be friends with him. That's, we've been through it all. That's good. So, well, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, so, so then, most recently, they he was on a podcast talking about the panty sniffer. But then it became as he was pulling her panties off. He sniffed them. And Ray was like, I wasn't on this podcast. This was his other podcast. Right now you're on the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. He was on his other podcast, the High Comedy Pod. Ray was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that she came around the corner. And she's like, no, 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 no. She, He was pulling them off of her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then no, I was like, I was like. not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Same. That was for dramatic effect. <laughs> I thought that was like, the more I think about it, like I'm like, oh no, maybe it was like this. I don't know. It was a long fucking time ago. This was like 2006 <laughs> when this happened. So it was a long fucking time ago. I was drinking a lot at the time, and I drink a lot now, especially during podcasts when we discuss this. Well, and in the most recent podcast, there was a lot of drinking going on. The first two times we heard the story, it was there was not that much alcohol involved. I have a hard time believing that if you and I were involved. There was involved. a lot of alcohol involved in this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when, like, Goldschlager was popular. And so instead of Fireball, it was Goldschlager. There was a lot of Goldschlager involved in this whole... Girl, we're all the same after. age. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I would have not been in this situation. But, no. Okay, so he was not taking them off of me. He was literally, like, like in my dirty clothes hamper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So, like, I went to the bathroom, and I came out, and this guy was, like, in my dirty clothes hampers, smelling my underwear. And I was like, whoa, hey. And unfortunately, we had had sex at this point that had already been done. And so, and, like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I think we had had sex. And then I came, like, out of the bathroom, you know, like, the post-coital urination. Yeah, that's important. And then um, he was in my laundry basket, sniffing my underwear. That oh. I probably just like taken off. Can you hear this, Ray? <laughs> uh, I think I think I caught it. Yeah. No, so, it was a little like. So, a, so they had already I mean, had sex, and then she no came out. No one is safe and, here. It was a little bit of both. Jason, <laughs> I, I can yeah. totally understand the confusion, oh. but I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it happened. Ah, oh. well, it's okay. still that's, a little different from the version that Jason had told because this, <laughs> the way that well, the version that Jason told, which is okay, like it's okay. The important details are now out. On the table. Yes. We have clarity. We do have clarity. Yes. The version the that Jason had told was also that, he, like I said, he was your buffer. And that part was absolutely true. Because I remember she her. was totally my buffer. And yeah. she didn't tell me I was going to be her buffer, though. That was yeah. the fucked up part. She's like, hey, was, like, you want to go eat? We're that gonna... night, but, you know, like down the road. See, this was down yeah. the road. Progress. Yeah, she was like. And then he. Yeah, he sniffed my panties after that. And I was like, whoa, I wish this would have come out before. <laughs> and then afterwards, she was like, all I can picture is it, uh, in my That's mind. I was like, red flag. Is this guy <laughs> breaking into my house and coming home and he's just sitting there on my bed with my laundry everywhere, just sniffing piece after piece after piece. And I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. You should run. <laughs> Yes, Jason was like, oh my God. You know, like, Jason has some stories too. But even he was like, I'm drawing a line here. This is not okay. So I knew, I was like, I've got to run. That's not good. Well, thank you for clarifying, Haley. Ray, do you feel better? You're welcome. I do. I'm, I'm just feel very relieved that I know the truth about this story. I don't know if you can hear. He's relieved he knows the truth about the story. How about you, Gene? Are you glad to get clarity now yeah. and, and know ex- actually what happened? Yeah, because you need to be like, if you're going to say shit, it should be true. I, I know. and I, I, <laughs> It's not like I was intentionally lying. These were the true facts in my alcohol-addled mm, mind at you know, the time. Like the whole, like, okay, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't remember if she fucked him or not, but like the whole, truth. like, Pulling underwear off and then sniffing them like okay, that. Now, the more I thought about it, I, the, that's ap, a different ap, thing than sifting through someone's laundry bin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the more I thought, and, <laughs> that's and maybe a different level of gross. Maybe, maybe the reason I thought of it was it, the conversation when you're know, like, if he had, you know, just like done it in passing as he pulled them off, that would have been one thing. But to go look for it, but there was something about that. I do remember you saying something similar. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't think it's it's not that I intentionally like changed the story. Like, no, I think it's just you just a don't long think. time ago and. The, the details got a little mixed up and once again 
This is called the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. <laughs> that should let you know there's some fucking drinking going on. <laughs> and obviously by this story, that's not a new thing in our lives. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and clarifying, Haley. Anytime, anytime I can help, like add some factual accuracy to your podcast. Just let me know. You're my hero. <laughs> I'll drink to that. How about you, Jean? Love you, oh, little, love you too, babe. Love you, Haley. Bye. Thank you. I love you guys. <laughs> See you soon. Nice hopefully. To meet you. Ray said it's very Bye. nice to meet you virtually through like seven phones. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later, Ray. Let's fucking start uh, this yes. show. I won't be wearing any pants if you need me later, too. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting to hear all day. <laughs> this is the Adulting Under the Influence Podcast. I'm Jean. And I'm Jason. Are you, you're, you're very happy over there. I can see it in your mm-hmm. eyes. You're like so proud of yourself right now. I am. I am too, though. That was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Good. I, I, was, I was a little bit afraid you would be expecting it. What were you thinking when I was like, hold on, I have to call somebody? That was weird. That went out, and it was just, it was very spur of the moment. I thought you were just going to read something because you had your phone out. Mm. So I thought maybe you had something typed up to read. Mm-hmm. Or. You know, I thought it was something like that. The fact that Ray was here, that you had me call Ray, was a little strange. But, you know, I don't know. The, the, all, we all have such intertwined lives that that wasn't as odd yeah, or as strange. peculiar. But, you know, it was, it, was, it was just one of those, like, what the hell is going on? And then, then I heard the voice, and I'm like, wait a minute. I know, I know that voice. Where do I know that voice? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I know that voice. Yeah, that's, that's Haley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you talked to Haley? Oh, it's been a long time. But I mean, she posts shit on her Instagram stories constantly. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I hear her voice, but I like, actually talked to her. Holy shit. My f- first wedding, maybe? The day Shut of my up. first wedding? Yeah, really? actually, spoke to her, like we've texted and stuff, but actually, like, speak to each other? I don't know that we have since then. Well, then I'm patting myself on the back for contributing to you guys actually speaking to each other again. Right? That's crazy. Like <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember like speaking to her on the phone since. So like I mean we text all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. we've texted several times and you know Instagram messages and shit like that, but never like I don't talk to anybody on the phone. So Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't talk to my family. Yeah, but like it's crazy though. That's she was, a long time ago. Uh, that, that is a very long time ago, and you know, it's like, I mean, twelve, almost thirteen years ago. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because we were really good friends. Like I said, I was her buffer, mm-hmm. and she was my wingman a few times. I was never her wingman. I know. You're, you're that's why I was like, let me be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't need a wingman. <laughs> and, this, and this dude in particular. So they had known each other when they were younger, mm-hmm. and like he had moved away when they were in like fifth grade or sixth grade or some shit now this part of the story i know i'm right on so they had moved away and then he moved back and they ran into each other and he was like oh my god I'm, i want to get together i want to hang out so like she was like okay cool let's go eat dinner tonight let's go to two senoritas and then she calls me he's like hey buddy want to go eat at two senoritas tonight i was like sure did you think it was a date at that point a date with who? You, you seem to. I seem to remember you saying you thought that maybe this was her asking you out. No, not this one. Our first time we hung out was a getting to know each other slash date thing. That was like we had originally gone out on a quasi date the first time we hung out, and we just like hit it off as friends, and it was just always kind of like it was like, yeah, this is cool. You're my homie now. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very natural progression into being really good friends. But no, this one, I didn't think she was asking me out on a date. I thought this was just, hey, you going to go drink a few and eat. I'm like, sure, why not? I didn't know this was actually a date with this other guy <laughs> because he thought it was a fucking date. Yeah. Like he seriously thought this was a date. It was going to be the two of them. They were going to have dinner and drinks, 
go out to a bar, hang out, and who knows where it le- would lead, but I know what he was hoping for. Sounds so like he been, got it. Yeah, well, but from the sounds of things, not that night. No. From what she said. No, it wasn't that, that what night, she said was she... It happened later. Well, then he sniffed her panties later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but, like, that wasn't how you had originally told the story. No, it wasn't. But, like, that was how, like, the situation came to start, though. It was like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was just, I thought I was going to hang out with my friend. He thought he was going on a date. But she was just going to hang out with him and wanted me there as a buffer. Mm-hmm. being like, So if she got weird vibes from her, she'd be like, oh, that's cool. I'm just hanging out with a couple of my friends anyway. Yeah. You know, this is, yeah, I just wanted you to come hang out with my friends. That's all. I thought you might enjoy How it. How old were you when this happened? 25. It was 2006. Okay. So yeah, that was my year of debauchery. But hmm. it, it was funny. Like, it was it, like at the time I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you <laughs> that this dude was going to be here that thinks this is a date. I'm sorry. I'm like, you fucking owe me. And she paid up because mm-hmm. she pretended to be with me the time that the crazy chick was yep. our waitress. So, you know, she did pay pay me back for that. But it was a very awkward situation. I'm just like, wow. Because it was very mm-hmm. obvious this guy thought it was a date. And I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is weird now now i'm just this dude that's here and then like they were getting along and he didn't seem like a creepy panty sniffing fuck so like they were actually kind of hitting off a little bit i'm like oh great now i'm just the third wheel in this awkward fucking situation so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it worked out <laughs> the way it should have because here we are like a decade and a half later still talking about this so that's a good situation that's a good story like had none of this happened, we wouldn't be talking about it now. Yeah. So, it's a great fucking story. Any story that you're still talking about that far down the road is a great fucking story. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True, true. Like, I know you have those situations that at the time you were like, oh, that was horrible. But down the road, you're like, you know, I'm still talking about it to this day. Yeah. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have this amazing story. Yeah, no, that's totally true. I'm thinking about my my Munich and Oktoberfest story. I just wish I'd remembered more of it. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, I told on the last podcast. Yeah, I did. and the, not the, the last podcast. I guess whatever podcast that was. The St. Patty's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Have yeah. we done a podcast since then? Yeah, yeah. we have. On the last one. <laughs> <laughs> the one after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, like Vegas stories, and yeah, you got a lot of good stories like that. But. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Both of those stories, I'm like, I'm glad I'm still alive. <laughs> fuck Vegas. I mean, yeah. That's what you always say. I, I know, fuck never Vegas. Never really been as an adult, so. Um, mm. No, that, that's a good thing. Like, there was a story, and I'm actually working this out for a bit to tell on stage someday. Like, it'll be way down the road. I'm not ready to go telling a story like this on stage and make it funny. But um, my grandfather was driving from Florida to Texas years ago, and, you know, he'd stopped at Burger King to get something to eat and was driving, and... Between long in between towns, that was you know long distance, and had some severe stomach issues, and had to get to a bathroom mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. So he put the pedal to the floor and was like hauling yeah. ass down the interstate and got pulled over. And he told the trooper, he was like, "Look, you can keep my license and follow me to the next town, but I've got to go to the bathroom right now. Can you please just you can I'll, let me use go use a bathroom and I will sit there. You can write me twelve tickets. I don't care. Just please." And he's like. Look, sir, let me just go run your license, and if you're clear of any warrants, I'll let you go if you promise to slow it down. And he's like, all right, well, if I have to sit here while you do that, then just understand, I'm going to climb in the back seat of my truck, and I'm going to shit in this Burger King bag I have right here. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I will wave you back up to the truck, and you can come write me a ticket, do whatever you want to do. But, like, this is happening right now. And the trooper, I guess, didn't believe him, was like, okay, sir. And then he, like, climbed in the back seat and shit in a Burger King bag. And when he got done... Waved the guy back up. He said when the trooper came back up to hand him his license, he was laughing so hard. He had to, like, bury his face in his own arm. He was like, here you go, sir. Slow it down and have a great day. Just walked off as quick as he could and laughed the whole way back to his patrol car. So that's a great story. Like, I'm sure at the time my grandfather is sitting in the back seat of his Chevy truck going, I can't believe I'm shitting in a fucking Burger (laughs) King bag. This is a low point, even for me. And he was 70 years old at the time. So he had a little had a lot of life to live for that to be a low point. But it was. But it ended up being a great story. 
And here I am telling it probably 15 to 20 years later. Mm -hmm. So you've got to appreciate those stories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we are back. It has been a little bit. It's been over two weeks. Yeah. Three or so. It's been three weeks. It's it's way too long. But life happens, um, especially when you're adulting. Yep. Under the influence. Whether it's under the influence or not. Yeah, but when you're under the influence, shit definitely happens. Oh, I thought you drank. I, I thought you drank all yours already. I drank all mine already. I've got a tiny, tiny bit left. That's good whiskey, right? That's, that was the Bushmills mm-hmm. Irish whiskey, which is like my favorite Irish whiskey, personally, mm-hmm. just for a cheap, generic Irish. Like that's, it's smooth. It's so easy to drink. Yeah, it's very smooth. I'm drinking the Oban 14. This mm-hmm. is one that uh, Ray actually bought for us whenever the baby was born, mm-hmm. and it's quite delicious. I drank all the vodka already that Ray got me when the baby was born. Oh, yeah. A long time yeah. ago. I've been through like three bottles of vodka since then. Oh, way more than that. You've been through like three bottles of that rosé vodka since then. And mm-hmm. then like multiple of the big like big bottles of Svedka. Nobody's paying us to say that. <laughs> no, no. It's <laughs> just who we love. It's who mm-hmm. we love. No, we've had a lot going on and we have a lot coming up too, but we're still going to try to be consistent with the podcast every week or two we're gonna have one out um uh, coming up we do have some comedy i have some comedy shows coming up uh tomorrow night doing the open mic at the uh, remix barn grill in honolulu that's a fun show fun time uh get our last guest on the high comedy pod zach hajali he puts that on every week actually every other week at a remix barn grill so i'll be performing there monday night and then i guess that's yeah this will release for Monday, so it'd be tonight, Monday the nineteenth, and then have a show I'm gonna be on at Hawaiian Brian Social Club in Honolulu, April twenty eighth. It's a Wednesday night, the usual show, usual night for the uh, comedy U shows. Uh, Jose booked me for that one. I'm gonna be one of the openers, so we doing a seven minute stand up set. Been writing a new joke and polishing some material and getting ready for that. I'm very excited. Hey, baby. uh, I've been still writing, doing the comedy writing thing for the Sammy Obades stuff, the So Happy Hour show that he does every week, um, which is always fun. It's kind of a late-night TV-style show. Um, Comedy writer on that, looking at possibly being an executive producer for another segment and show he's going to be doing. So uh, that's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm really getting into the comedy writing thing. Like, that's, to me... A very fun aside from stand-up comedy even like it's something i didn't realize i would be that excited about but i really am so that's good um how about you what's uh, going on with you right now <laughs> <laughs> everything well um i've readjusted my or just adjusted my work schedule so i can help the 12 year old with school so unfortunately what that means is <laughs> i'm doing a lot of working and Helping a 12-year-old with school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been going a lot. I'm um, trying to get on the schedule, a schedule to like teach a yoga class once a week and uh, doing just yoga on my own. Um, you know, waking up at like fucking four or five in the morning so I can have some time by myself and also doing some, some writing, working on and... Uh, article that I've been wanting to write for a while about, you know, going to see the volcano and Pele. And uh, there's a, a website, a company called Pink Pangea, which is a, um, it's a, it's like a, it's a group that organizes like and supports like women who are writing about travel and they do like retreats and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of people who write various articles about trips that they have taken. And uh, I want to write about my experience, my most recent experience, visiting the volcano while it was actively erupting. Which it was actively erupting the first two times I saw it. It wasn't actively erupting the last time we went there. Or, you know, the time before the yeah. last time we went there. Um, yeah. So... <sighs> That was an amazing experience for me. That was the first time I'd seen it actively erupting, and mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, it was the first time I'd seen it like that actively yeah. erupting. 
when, when we stepped out of the, the cabin that night, because yeah. we were staying right there at the, basically the on glow. the rim of the fucking mm-hmm. volcano crater, and you see that glow in the sky, that was like the most ominous, like, holy shit. That's an active volcano right over there. Like, if it were to explode, like, we're just done. But you had experienced similar, like, when we went the first time, and you could see the steam vents, and you're like, this is an active yeah. volcano. Oh, yeah, you could tell this was a very living part of the earth, like. Yeah. It's breathing and blowing smoke. It was it was a little unnerving, but to see like, oh, that's actively erupting right now. It isn't just sitting there dormant waiting. No, it's it's blowing lava as we sit here, mm-hmm. just like a few hundred yards away. It was crazy, but exhilarating too. Like I, it's just one of those things when you're around something like that. Like the next day when we hiked down into the crater. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go with you guys for that. That time, but you did later. Then uh, the next day, you hiked down by myself. Yeah, yeah. by yourself. Uh, well, the twelve-year-old and I did it. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, we were just down there on the on the floor, and there was nobody else around. Mm-hmm. It was just it was there was it was this solitude, and you're looking out across the dried lava, and you see the the ohia trees that mm-hmm. are the only thing that will grow out of that lava, and then it's just there's drop off of a ledge down into a yeah. pool of lava that's like six hundred feet deep. Like, that was one of the most surreal things I've ever experienced. And, like, this... It's like, holy shit. If this thing went right now, I'd be gone. And, like... Yeah. Just how insignificant you are in the world. Like, that's a good Put shit in perspective, for sure. Exciting. So you're writing an article about that. Yes. I mean, amongst other things. Like, you know, we've talked about, like, you know, I was born here. And how the eruptions have coincided with my arrivals and departures and yeah. um, how, you know, like, I mean, Pele has just been such a, like a lot of people here, like, I don't know, forced to be reckoned with, aligned with. I don't know. Definitely something that's impacted your, your life and the way you feel about things. Yep. I mean, our f- wedding reenactment ceremony that we did for the family mm-hmm. was, was right next to the, the structure here on Oahu they call Pele's chair. Yeah. And. Yep. We, got, we actually got married on Kauai, but, you know, when we did our ceremony, I call it the reenactment of our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a very Hawaiian wedding when we did it then, too. That yeah. was nice. That was cool. Yeah. Um, had an actual Hawaiian guy perform it, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks, John. Yeah. Um. One thing I think would be fun to talk about, like occasionally on the show, that I was, I was thinking about is just what we're currently reading, like because mm-hmm. I, I read kind of weird shit sometimes. That mm-hmm. you know, I don't read your New York New York Times bestseller list. I'm not on the Oprah Book Club. I know you're not either. So you know, it's yeah, it's kind of a little bit more obscure things sometimes. Both of us read. So I want you to why don't we share what we're reading at the time? Okay. Well, I was reading for a little bit. Um, I've been reading some parenting type stuff. Um, but I, I just, I stopped. Like, I, was, I read this, I was reading this book called Parenting from the Inside Out and just wasn't capturing my interest. So I stopped reading that. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, I had been reading something called Brainstorm, which talks about the adolescent mind. But most, re- so and then I stopped reading for a little bit. And I was like, you know, I was reading kind of like, I'm in like this meditation course. I was reading like the book's, for that but uh, wasn't, there wasn't really anything I was reading that I was interested in so actually starting last night and this is partly in mm. preparation for the you know writing this article that I want to write um, that I started writing today reading this book called um, Hawaiian Legends of the Volcano Hawaiian Volcano Le- Legends yeah and uh, the book the particular book that I'm reading is like excerpts from that but nice yeah well uh I've got like four books I think I'm reading right now. Um, I need to finish a couple of them. I've been reading uh, Perfect Union of Contrary Things by uh, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool in a Perfect Circle, and Pussifer, and owner and operator of Merkin Vineyards, Caduceus Cellars. Dude does more shit than any 12 people I've ever met. Mm. It, I like that because it's interesting because there are those certain people that have always inspired me, those people that do so many things because they have all this creative energy and they found a way to get that creative energy out. And that's what 
that's what I aspire to in my life. I mean, I have all this creative energy. I just don't know all the avenues and ways to get it out and ways to get it out and be, you know, at least in a couple of them financially beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. But, um, you know, he's got so many endeavors, musical endeavors. Uh, he does all kinds of different art. Plus, he does the winemaking. Joe Rogan's another example of that. You know, Rogan does stand-up. He does his podcast. He does. He has a fitness and health and well-being company called On It. He does the UFC uh, commentary. He does all the working out. That he works out all the time. He posted a picture of himself the other day. He's 53, I think. fifty Somewhere like between 52 and 54. Posted a picture of himself a day or two ago doing the splits. And he said, I identify as a limber person. <laughs> and I can't imagine being, you know, 52, 53-year-old dude and just doing the splits. You can't even touch your toes. I mean, I can if I bend my knees. <laughs> I can a little bit if I hold my breath and stand just right. But So, like, you know, that book's very interesting for that reason. I've been reading Running the Light by Sam Talent, who's a mm-hmm. great comedian who I've had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with. Um, he's from Denver, Colorado. Great author. The dude paints a picture in his writing that is just... Yeah, his writing's very good. It's it's phenomenal. I love this book. And he's, you know, the life of this comedian that's on the road and just living this drunken, miserable <laughs> existence at this point because he's a... You know, bouncing kind of between has been or never was. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't really know yet how how much of a career he's had, but it's definitely on the downhill slide, and it's it's about his decline and his you know inevitable demise from everything you can gather from the book going through. So I'm over halfway through that one. That's the one I'm currently reading the most. Also, I'm reading uh, on Audible. I'm listening to the Moral Animal. Why We Are the Way We Are, The New Science of Evolutionary Psychology by Robert Wright. That's an interesting book. Definitely different for me. Not what I would normally li- read or listen to, but it's it's been fascinating. And I'm just get, just getting started on that. Mm-hmm. It's like a 16-hour audio book, so it's going to be a little while. But mm-hmm. really good book. So that's what I'm reading. Yeah. And there's like three others on the shelf that I started and just have bookmarks in and Mm-hmm. We'll get back to when I can. Yep. So, fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this on our, in our writers' meeting this past week. They had a different name for it, <clears throat> and trying to create a game re- loosely based off fuck, Mary kill. And I was trying to think of, for you in particular, like if I had a to name three people. And ask you, fuck, Mary, kill. What three people would be the absolute easiest that I absolutely know who you're going to place where and who I believe you're going to place where? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, who would be the hardest, though? Like, What would be the hardest combination of people to tell you and, and try to guess who you would pick to fuck, Mary, and kill? Mm-hmm. And I think I've got both lists down. Okay. And I asked you to come up with the same yeah you give me like five minutes notice i mean it was at least seven minutes okay it's at least seven that sounds like a guy right you say five i say it was at least seven yeah kind of like <laughs> six versus three inches yeah that's that's six inches right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so do you want you want to hear mine first sure uh, we'll start with the easiest here because I okay. think this is less least suspense so i'm going to say the three names you pick who you'd fuck, Mary kill, and then I'll let you know if I, if, okay. if I was right. Okay. Jason Momoa, Johnny Depp, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> that, to me, is the easiest fuck, Mary kill. It is. You even said them in order. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Jason Momoa, that's the one you would fuck. Johnny Depp, I know you're fascinated with Johnny Depp and would love to just, like, sit and talk with and converse mm-hmm. with them. Definitely be the one you would pick to marry. And you hate Ben Affleck, which is yeah. another reason I love you. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so definitely be the one you kill. I can't think of an easier three people. Sure. So now you throw your uh, easiest three at me. Okay. I don't think I played it right, but here we go. Salma Hayek, Tara Knowles, and Blonde Dexter. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and you named those in order, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Salma Hayek definitely would be the fuck. Uh, Tara Knowles, Mary, yep, the hot brunette doctor who's the character from Sons of Anarchy, for those not familiar. Mm-hmm. She's a hot brunette doctor, and you're going to say I've got a type. <laughs> you do have a type. Just like the one sitting across from me right mm. now, the hot brunette doctor. And then Blonde Dexter, nobody knows who the fuck that is, but we do, and yeah, I would stab that motherfucker in the face with an ice pick if I could. <laughs> like that. uh-huh. That's the one that, yeah, yeah. that's what I really despise. Now, the hardest one here is just like, okay, I'm just going to pick three horrible people <laughs> or could pick three wonderful people mm-hmm. like this that's the that's the like <laughs> which way to go with this so i'll let you hear my my three okay <clears throat> donald trump harvey weinstein bill cosby okay who are you gonna fuck who are you gonna marry who are you gonna kill <laughs> i'm gonna kill donald trump oh hey whoa whoa for the game not in real life calm down secret service Holster your guns mm-hmm. for the sake of the game. It's a joke. Uh, marry Bill Cosby. Oh, because he'd be a good dad, right? <laughs> you know, you can have whatever it is that you do. And I guess fuck Harvey Weinstein because maybe I'll get something out of it. A good point. You might get a good career. And also, like, yeah, I could see marrying Bill Cosby because even if you do have to fuck his wrinkly old balls or something like that, you're not going to remember it. So you know, that's the one that if you had to have one of them, it would be a long-term mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> that would be the one. And, you know, Bill's like, lick my balls. You're like, oh, it's going to be bad right now, but I won't remember it tomorrow morning. So, all right, fix me a drink and let's do this, Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good call. Good call. All right, now it's your turn. Oh, God, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> Jason Momoa, <laughs> Doug Stanhope, <laughs> and Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Woo. Well, I mean, it would definitely be Moa I'd fuck. But <laughs> the long hair, you know. Like, yeah, I know. I get it. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Who would I marry and who would I kill? Stan Hope or Rogan? Jesus Christ. Uh, I think we would just be a thruple and I'd marry both of them. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I, I think I think, I think Stan Hope and, and Rogan would be okay with that. We could just be a thruple. Mm. And then. That's not how you play the game, Jason. Okay, fine. Sorry, Momoa. After I fuck you, I'm killing you. <laughs> Okay, okay, if I had to kill one... Oh, Jesus, that's so hard. I hate this, and Ray's going to hate me for this, but I, I guess I'd kill Stan Hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Stan Hope. But the reason is because I don't think Stan Hope would give a shit. He'd be like, all right, cool, it's been a good run. Nobody cares, babe. Nobody cares about your reasoning. Okay. I think they do. Okay. I think they do. Like, Rogan doesn't want to die. I don't think Stan Hope really gives a shit either way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'd be the reason. And Joe and I would live happily ever after with his, like, $100 million contract from Spotify. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty obvious that's going to be who I'm going to marry. If we're going to be with a dude. Yeah, that's true. If we're going to be with a dude, it's going to be a rich dude. I mean, I feel the same way. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so who are you marrying next week? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Should I be concerned? Is Maybe. there a... Am I going to be... Re- is there going to be a lawyer contacting me soon? I mean... Mm. Do I need to get a boob job? I mean, is that going to keep <laughs> you interested? No. Get a facelift? Get rid of some of these crow's feet right here? Work on that. Kind of smooth those out. Would you like me better like this? Stop. A little Joan Rivers action. Just pull my face tight and... Just tie a rope around my ears and keep pulling them back until they meet in the middle as I get older. Get the wrinkles pulled out. No. <laughs> just shake your head like what the mm-hmm. fuck I'm just trying to do what I can to be pretty for you baby I know baby I appreciate <laughs> that oh god so I keep hearing this commercial lately for a new um, mobile game I hear you know you see these commercials on like YouTube and shit like that for mobile games and this one is like I think one of the greatest fucking ideas for a mobile game and I, I haven't downloaded it and played it but I need to I think it's a Cheech and Chong's Bud Farm. <laughs> like, if that isn't, that isn't proof that legalizing marijuana is just a great fucking idea all the way around, I don't know what is. Because it just makes it so much easier. You can do things like that. You know, it's a Bud Farm. Like, oh, you, you have to worry about the cops? Nope, don't have to worry about the cops anymore. It's just going to be the business aspect. Teaching our kids to be fucking entrepreneurs. That's what I want to see in a mobile game. Yeah. It's like a current version of Oregon Trail. 
Yeah, exactly. Just just make it. Stay alive. Stay alive. Ow. I just banged my ankle. <laughs> what would you expect from a game called Cheech and Chong's Bud Farm? I would expect that you're going to go talk to people about certain bud strains and try to convince people to just like give you little clippings of their plants and buy land to grow said weed. Makes sense. I'll read the description here. The best weed and marijuana idol game for a 420 bud hemp and cannabis lifestyle. Far out, man. Welcome to the official Cheech and Chong Bud Farm mobile weed game, your marijuana and cannabis gaming headquarters. Come back in time to the 1970s in the early days of Bud Farm, where Cheech and Chong have stumbled across a sleepy little town in California. In a time when pot, weed, Mary Jane, or Kush were in their infancy, and when no one had ever heard of CBD. Cheech and Chong find themselves stranded in the tiny hamlet of Herba, Herba Verde, Green Herb, that's what it translates to. With nothing to be found, they start their own hemp and cannabis business and stumble backwards into a lucrative marijuana empire. With the crooked mayor in their back pocket, the boys are on their way to striking it rich and living out their days lying on the beach like sun kings. Unfortunately for them, Stadenko is bent on putting them in life for putting them in jail for life. With the help of a freaky cast of supporting characters, Cheech and Chong will chase their dreams of weed, fame, and fortune while staying one step ahead of Stadenko. That sounds stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It's it's really not what I expected. Like I, I expected this to be more of like one of those. You know, they have all the games now that are like fast food empire where you like you know have this fast food business and you're like building all these stores and you're building like it's it's just like a mcdonald's type thing you're building you have all these chains that are popping up all over and you're you're trying to build your business you know oh there's a listeria outbreak at this store what do Mm -hmm. you do and i expect to be like that except with weed yeah but it's not it's it's very different it's like set back in the 70s you know the time cheech and chong were big it's fucking weird it's I will say it's at least original. It's a yeah. very original idea, but <clears throat> yeah, that's strange. strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jinx you, my coke. Go ahead, Jason. You okay. can talk. I, I don't want. I didn't want to say anything until you said my name. I know. I don't want to break the jinx. <laughs> How's that beer treating you? Excuse nice. Me. <laughs> Good. Hey, you had something you wanted to talk about? Something you uh, showed me earlier. Oh yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Why so did that show you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> this is Not another, that. This is another clip from Sex in the City. And I think we're at season six, episode four, when Carrie is introducing her her new love interest, Jack Berger, played by Ron Livingston. Say Jack Berger. Yes, his name is Jack Berger. Okay. Well, you know, he turns out to be a real douchebag. So, you know, it's all related, I think. And she's introducing him to her friends. And Miranda is talking about the first date that she had with somebody. And she talks about how the guy was like, "Um, I have an early meeting tomorrow, so I I can't come up. And she turns to Jack Berger and is like, what do you think? And he's like, do you really want to know? She's like, yes, I would love a, a guy's opinion on this. And he was like, he's just not that into you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a movie called that? Yes. Okay. That's I was like, sounds really familiar. Yes, um, there is a movie called He's Just Not That Into You. Um, and which came out years later. Is it based on the same concept? I've never seen it. So I don't um, really it's... You know, it's uh, like there's only one like relationship where it's kind of like he's not that into you and then he like gets into her. But then there's other ones like there's like where she's not that into him. And like there's the dude that's like with a wife who's like he but he's also cheating on his wife. And then there's like the 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 um, girl that doesn't want to get married. You know, it's it's it's, it's not it's quite that simple. But yes. 
Okay. Anyway, so, you know, like all of the girls are like, oh, don't listen to him. There's like all this other, you know, he could have been this or he could have been that. And what about this? And maybe this and da 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 da. And he's like, yeah, all that's code where he's just not that into you. And somebody's like, well, I still think he's going to call. And he's like, yeah, I think you got an uncomfortable email coming your way. Yeah, and you know, he was completely honest, and, and that's the thing that struck me about that is, you know, he was like, hey, this is, uh, it was Ron Livingston, yeah, Ron Livingston, the guy that... Uh, yes, that's what I said. Yeah, um, and I was, I just term, uh, what else? Oh, he was in Office Space, Office and he Space. was in uh, Band of Brothers, he's been in a ton of things, um, great actor. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was just, he was very straightforward with her, he was like, you know what, the dude's not that into you, he didn't want to... He didn't want to say it in the in the moment, but I mean, he was right one hundred percent. Like, well, like I even she, like stopped it real quick and was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Well, he's a responsible adult, and he actually like needs to just go home and like, yeah, be it, responsible, or he's just not interested." Yeah, it's one or the other. Like, there's no, but there's no that, doubt. but but see, that's the thing. He was saying he's just not that interest into you, and you're saying it's one or the other, which. These women are yeah. banking on the other. Yeah, but they were going to like elaborate depths to explain away anything that he said when he was like, he's not that into you. They were like, no, that's not but that's it. the thing. Maybe he just respects you. Maybe he just but wants to take but it that's slow. The thing. Like, but that's the thing. If there's another, that's what women are going to do. Well, yeah, but there's still like none of them were right in either way because none of them said maybe he really had an orderly meeting and he was telling no, you the truth. Somebody did say that. What, did they? I, I don't remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. All I heard, all I remember hearing was, "Oh, he just wants to take it slow. Oh, he really cares about your feelings and he doesn't want to hop into the bed." None of them technically said. But neither did he. No, he didn't. But I mean, he didn't want to hurt her feelings, and it, it was a douche move. Already. He should have just been like, you know what? No. I don't think it's going to work and just left. But I know that's hard to do in this situation. Yeah. Like I've been in the situation and depending on how drunk or hungover I was, I might've been like, Oh no, I just, you know, I got a lot going on. You know I mean? I think everybody's been in that situation, man, woman, indifferent. Like I can only think of one time I was like blunt and brutally honest. And like, I felt like shit for it later. So, hmm. and it was very blunt and brutal but you know most of the time it's just like all right well if i just kind of let this fade out naturally that's a lot easier it doesn't always that's okay like i don't think there's anything wrong with that like i don't think there's anything wrong with handling a situation like that yeah it's not the guy's fault that the women are going to i think i think after a first date like it's completely reasonable and that's what I'm talking about after a first date. Yeah. You know, no, I not that, like in a relationship. No, I think that's completely reasonable. But like after there's been some time where two people have like spent some time together, there's something like there's a certain like amount of honesty that should be delivered to that other person. Yeah. There's an obligation to let them know yeah, whether like, this is going somewhere or not. And, you know, it's like I've thought about the times where the couple of times that I've had dudes just completely like blow me off and i've i've thought about thank it thank you, like, you gentlemen thank you <laughs> <laughs> and i've thought about it, i'm like did i misread something okay so like i mean i'm a woman and there were these were not these were troubled times in my life so maybe there was a little bit of extra reaching when i should not have been anymore yeah but to be fair you know when I've got a guy who's, you know, inviting me over and talking about how interested he is. And then all of a sudden who just doesn't call anymore or doesn't return my calls or who is talking about how like I really helped him get through this other thing that he was going through. And like if uh, this was before you (laughs) and, you know, was like, oh, if you ever get divorced, Wow. <laughs> you know those types of things you know like you know and then all of a sudden like those other things you know, after after i am divorced <laughs> yeah. those other things are happening it's just kind of like did i misread something or that that sounds like a guy that was like oh, i'm you know he can he can put it all out there because you weren't divorced or yeah, divorced you know like you were there there was no but then when i expressed interest like real interest 
it was kind of like a... Well, yeah, then it's too obtainable. Then he's like, oh, this isn't the forbidden fruit anymore. But see, that's dick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely that's dick. That's that's him being like, maybe I can talk a married chicken into banging me. And then all of a sudden you're, oh, you're divorced? He didn't well, have to talk fun. me into it. It was okay. my idea. Okay, but, but just to still. be clear. But, so, but then the, the other, the, the first one I was talking about, I was just like, okay, so you moved away. Like, you didn't have to stop taking my phone calls. You could have, like, come back and we would have hit it every once in a while and that would have been it. But, like, now I'm just like, what's going on? Right. You know, so I'm just like, so like, like I wasn't trying to tie you down. Just, I but, mean, not for long term. <laughs> but those were situations where I'm like, did I misread something? <clears throat> okay, see, I have, I, have a, I have a very similar like. So there was this girl I would see every once in a while, years ago, years and years, like before I met the twelve year old's mom, like before my first marriage, and we used to get together. She lived about forty five minutes to an hour away. Um, she was younger than me by a few years. She was. Unless she was like eighteen. No, she was twenty. And she, well, during the time we saw each other, like briefly off and on, she went from 20 to 21. Like she turned 21, but she wasn't a drinker even after she turned 21. I definitely was. I was 25 at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but like, we, we hung out several times and like things were really good when we hung out. And then she would just like completely ghost and then come back, you know, like, oh, hey, what's up? It only happened like two or three times. Like, it was nothing serious. Like, we weren't dating. I was just like, yeah, I don't want you to be my girlfriend. I don't want to, you know, like, tie you down. But if you want to get together once in a while, cool. I, I'm down with that because that's what she seemed like. But then she got weird. She was like, got really weird. And like, like I was trying to tie her down to be my girlfriend. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to be my girlfriend. And she's like, okay, but I, I just like, you know, like I really enjoy hanging out and then hooking up once in a while, but that's all I want. I'm like, yeah, me too. So what's the fucking problem here? She's like, I don't know. It's just, just too much. I'm like, I haven't called you in two weeks. <laughs> I called you again because yeah, I was bored. I wonder what she's up to. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just need to think. And she had like ghost. And then that's weird. And then she hit me up and she'd be like, hey, what are you doing later? I'm like, I think she had like a dude. She was kind of like, into or maybe even dating but he was being a dick so when they'd get into a fight she'd call me to hook up mm-hmm. and she told me I was really good in bed she's like I don't know, I like hanging out with you because you're good in bed I and mean, we have some fun for a little bit and then we go have sex and the sex is really good and she's like that's what I like I was like okay well cool I never wanted anything more. it was just it was one of those situations like it was really weird like, yeah that's strange I don't know what's going on so I just cut it off I was like I'm done here I'm yeah done. I'm done. Not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. I was pretty honest in my single days, especially like there before my first marriage and all that. Like I was very honest. I was like, I never like was the type to lie to a girl. I'm like, oh no, baby, I've really. I had a friend who would. He would mm-hmm. say anything he could to get into a girl. I, I I watched him one day like tell this girl, oh no, I really care about you. Like I want something more. I mean, he was definitely not interested in this girl. She was a very large girl, and he was a very little guy. And, like, the 12-year-old right now is at least bigger than this friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, he was a little guy, and she was a very big girl. She was, like, almost as tall as me. He probably and, didn't even to say the, need to say those things to her. No. No, he didn't. He really didn't. Like, like she probably would have slept with him if he hadn't, if he had just been completely honest with her. Probably would have. Dog is angry. He is angry. <laughs> he probably um, would. She probably would have been, like, if he would have been like, yeah, I just want to have sex, she'd probably be like, okay. I just want to hook up, have a good time. She'd have been like, yeah, I'm cool with that. You know? And my dad had a friend. Uh, this guy knew I was young. I was I was in high school, I think. Definitely too young to be hearing these conversations from these people. But um, Gary was always like, his thing was he would always go after the fat friend. Like, yeah. He was very blunt about that. He's like, I always go after the fat friend. And uh, the other guy, uh, Wesley, that my dad worked with, was like, oh, yeah, I love going out with James. Or with Gary, everybody called him Jameson because that was his drink. Um, he's like, yeah, I love going out with him, man. He said, because if you you see a girl that's really good looking, she's got a heavy friend. He's all about that. And like, he married a woman who was not a big woman, but in his younger days when he was single and roaming around, like, he's like, yeah, because I get laid twice as much as everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Because the, the hot girls that they chase can have any dude in the bar. The heavy girls that I chase are like, Oh, somebody's really interested in me. They want to hook up. 
damn right. Yeah. He's like, we have a great time. We usually go have a really good meal, and she can eat with me, like hang with me eating. We enjoy good food. We enjoy good drinks. Then we go enjoy a good fuck, and we're like, awesome. See you later. Fist bump, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they're usually good with that. They're just like, thanks. That was cool. He's like, I don't lie to him. I don't tell him I really want want to be with you. I'm just like, hey, you want to have some fun? And they're usually like, I do, because I don't have fun a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I respect that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, similarly, I've heard of women who do similar things. I'm going to go make that dude's night. And he's going to try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be on his. You're going to get his A game. And he's going to be really happy. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. make him really happy. And he's going to do his best to make me as happy as he can. And he'll probably do a better job than, you know, some of these really hot, gorgeous guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've like this, uh, gorgeous women, same thing. Like, gorgeous, just like weirdly, like stereotypical gorgeous. Like, blondes, I've never, never thought a blonde I, was. I think that the whole blondes have more fun is because those blondes are brunettes who have dyed their hair. You know what I think it is? What? Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so, of course, they have more fun. They don't know any better. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just from personal experience. I've only dated, like, two blondes, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's one of those things that never works out. Like, I don't know, just... And they're never as fun. Like, not just in bed, but, like, in general, like, in life. They're not as fun. They're not as adventurous. They don't want to go do fun shit. And I don't know why that is. I guess because it confuses them. I don't know. Too many people, <laughs> too many places, too many big numbers. They get confused. They get mixed up. And they're just like, I don't know what to do. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. It's like fucking going out with Rain Man every night. I don't want to do that. Like, Rain Man was smart. He was smart, but, but you know, shit got to him. Same thing with the blondes. Some of them may be smart. They may be a very intelligent person, but they can't deal with things very well. Mm. And I've, I've got to. What about be, the last brunette you were with? Oh. <laughs> I could write a book on the things wrong with that one, but we won't go there. I'll just say that just less adventurous. And and this is the thing, like of all the women I've dated, like I've, I've never dated anybody at the time, at least who was really into like wine. And I love wine. I like good wine. I like good whiskey, um, craft beers. I love going to wineries. It's one, one of the, early things you and I did when we started dating mm-hmm. was you took me to the winery that you were a member of. You're mm-hmm. a member of their wine club. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Great event. I love shit like that. I love trying new and exotic foods, uh, seeing amazing places. And uh, one of my favorite quotes, which I just told this to the 12 year old not long ago was that um, reading cures fascism travel cures racism mm-hmm. and that was like he was like wait how does that work so i had to kind of explain it to him a little bit but you know it's it's one of those things like i love new experiences and it, clearly you left texas after 37 years 36 years 37 know, 37 yeah yeah i mean and in the last five years i would say that's really become a key for me is new ex- just experiencing anything new any new experience i'm all about and even something i wouldn't normally be all that into like if it's something new and really f- cool that even if i didn't think i would enjoy it that much i'm gonna give it a shot i've always been that way. i went to a fucking soccer game <laughs> a major league soccer game and i've always hated soccer but i went to a game and you know what it was fucking amazing mm-hmm. we hung out in the beer garden we screamed we yelled we cheered mm-hmm. they have these awesome chants one of them was uh, "You suck, asshole." Was how the chant ended. Like, like, oh, these these are my people. Maybe I am a soccer fan, and I just yeah. didn't know it. If it wasn't for the game being so fucking boring, like this would be a great thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, experiences are fun. They are. You got to be with somebody who enjoys experiences. I agree. <laughs> As we look lovingly into each other's eyes. <laughs> Drunkenly into each other. Oh, not going there. Okay, that we're gonna end this podcast and have some. Oh no, we've got people over. We're actually having a dinner tonight. Yeah, we actually have somebody cooking dinner for us in our kitchen right now. Mm-hmm. Second time that's happened lately. 
Yeah, I think she, but you know what she said? What? She's like, I'm going to clean up too. I was like, well, you don't have to do that. And she's like, no, I clean as I go. And I'm like, okay. That's oh, that's cool. amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. Can, can we move her here? Can, she, <laughs> can she be the nanny? <laughs> I don't think she wants to be the nanny. Fuck. All right. Well, we'll at least thank her for an amazing dinner and see if she wants to go to a comedy show tomorrow or something to mm-hmm. thank her because it's awesome. It's second second meal cooked in this house in the not by us, me, in the last few weeks. So yeah, I haven't cooked anything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you made no. I made the chili mac. Never mind. The dinner Ray made was amazing. You still have leftover chili mac. No, I finished that. Okay. Day before yesterday. Okay. Okay. That's good. We don't have shit for leftover. We don't have shit for food in this house. There's a frozen pork butt in the freezer. You better so figure if we out what to pull do that, that out and chisel off some, then we can, you know. Should we take it out for tomorrow? Probably. <laughs> Gene, as always, it has been a pleasure and it has been a wonderful podcast. Um, thank you for the surprise at the beginning. That was fun. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> and we should thank Ray for that. Oh, by the way, we're drinking beer. She's drinking. What are you drinking? I'm drinking nothing now. What were you drinking? Hanalei. By Kona Brewing. Kona Brewing. And this is a Juicifer, Voodoo Ranger Juicifer IPA from uh, New Belgium. You know, New Belgium is, is like one of my favorites. Mm, for, fat for their tire IPAs. all the way. I know you've been a big, I'm not a huge Fat Tire fan, but it's good. I like Fat Tire. Their entire Voodoo Ranger line, which is insanely expansive yeah has they have so many the, the this one the juicifer is good um the juicy hazy is one of my favorites mm-hmm. the imperial is phenomenal at nine percent alcohol will knock your dick in your watch pocket um whose watch pocket my watch pocket knock it right up into the watch, the pocket. watch pocket yeah watch pocket you know what the watch pocket is i thought you said wash bucket no watch pocket do you know what a watch pocket a is? A pocket where you put your watch? Yeah, you know how jeans will have that little pocket up here sometimes oh, that's yeah. inside the pocket? That's a watch pocket. I can't fit shit in that pocket. No, but that's supposed to be for a stopwatch back in the day. They, a stopwatch or a pocket watch? Ooh, a pocket watch. Yes, sorry, not a stopwatch. A pocket watch. Back in the day when people carried pocket watches, that's what that little pocket was for. That's I thought you were talking about maybe your hole in your pocket. No, that's that's my other shorts. I do need to sew that up, though. Yep. I have a hole in my pocket. It's great though. If you ever want to find, buy a man a gift, get him a pair of pants with a hole in the pocket. That way There's he has something to wear. My pocket. Where he has my something to wear pocket. and something to play with. Hmm. Oh, about Dogecoin. We. It's just a fun thing to say about Dogecoin. You did. I mean. Did you buy any the, Delta stock? No, but the the market doesn't open till tomorrow, so we can discuss that after the podcast. Nothing has changed. But now about Dogecoin. So the, the, the 12-year-old had wanted to buy Dogecoin. And he was like, we got him the debit card. And I, I told him, I was like, well, you can take like, we can take like 10 bucks out of your, your account. I can transfer it to my account. And then I can buy some Dogecoin. And whatever it does, you know, we can watch it as it goes up and down. I thought this would be a really good learning experience for him for investing in stocks and shit like mm-hmm. that. I think it'd be a very good experience. And it's 10 bucks, you know. I mean, he's got like, he, well, went to the store yesterday and he bought stuff. But it's not me had like 60 bucks in his account. So I'm like, okay. You did know. you tell him how much he had or did you make him call and find out how much he had? No, I knew how much he had in that account. Yeah, did he know? Um, yeah, he did at that time. Yeah, he, he did. Because you told him? Uh, I told him earlier in the week, but... We'll talk about that later. Anyway, so he bought $10 worth of Dogecoin. Actually, it ended up being $11.27, but I floated in the extra $1.27. And we've been just watching multiple times throughout the day. We've been tracking what the Dogecoin does and how much it's worth at the time. So he's been interested in that. It's been a lot of fun. All right, now his uh, $11.27 worth of Dogecoin is worth $10.10. So he is down a bit. But it's up 9% for today, so I think it's going to bounce back after the weekend. But um, cryptocurrency has definitely taken a beating. Bitcoin went from like 63000 per Bitcoin to 57000 That was in like five days. Yeah. Went from 63000 to 57000 It's a volatile market. It's been going up steadily over the last year, but just, there's been like a, a hiccup in the crypto market over the last... Week. Five days, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we're done. You okay. done? Yeah, I'm done. Let's go get another beer. Yep. See what's happening with that lasagna. Yep. We're gonna talk about 
responsibility and the 12 year old knowing how much is in his account without you telling him <laughs> how much is in his account because we've talked I'm about this. Forget this. I'm going to forget that Jesus Christ. Okay. No. Right. I never forget anything. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Number I one. Never, number never. one. I am a woman. Number two. I am me. So you should know better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a man so we never know better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love you, babe. Love you too. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a wonderful time. We'll be back. It is, oh, wait. Any questions, comments, concerns, rude remarks, anything, email us, auipodjj at gmail.com. That's auipodjj at gmail.com. Or reach out to us, follow us on Instagram at auipod. It is at auipod on the IG. On them gram fools. Oh, shizzle. What's up? This podcast was off the hizzle. Don't look at me like that. Like I'm judging you. My gizzle. My whizzle. Yeah. Why fizzle? I'm about to leave. Is it why fizzle? Would we fizzle? Is it why fizzle or woof fizzle? Bye, Jean. Love you, babe. (laughs) And she's gone. Bye, guys.